Ontario and occasionally Windsor-based rock band partner seemingly came out of nowhere to get nominated for the prestigious Polaris Prize. They're on the road supporting punk rockers Titus Andronicus. Partners Jose Caron and Lucy Niles stopped by WDET recently and joined Culture Shift's Amanda LeClaire for some music and conversations about musical influences. <laughs> I'm going to say Shania Twain and Tegan and Sarah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Did you guys know, uh, you know, when you met, like, you wanted to make music together? I mean, I knew that she was really good at guitar, and I, I kind of just thought that, like, maybe we could figure something out and, you know, take over the world or whatever. <laughs> that, was, that was my idea. <laughs> so I don't hear a lot of Shania Twain in, in, your, in your, <laughs> your sounds now. <laughs> When you guys first started playing, were you like, you know, we want to sound, we have like some 70s kind of rock in there, mm-hmm. we want to have like, bring back the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Was that like a discussion you guys had? You guys start playing and you were like, this is how, what should sound like? Well, we really have always been interested in being influenced by like every genre, but our older stuff kind of just sounds punk because we didn't really have like the resources <laughs> to make it sound not punk. But we've always been very interested in moving far beyond punk or like indie or whatever. Um, when our new record comes out, it'll be the influences will have coalesced. Coalesced. Yeah, yeah. It's taken a long time to get there, but you don't just come out sounding like Shania Twain. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I wish. Well, I want to ask that because your newest EP, Saturday the Fourteenth, is it's uh, it's a big growth musically for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. When you were writing that record, did you know that what you wanted to do with it, or did that come up organically during the songwriting process? Um. I think a little bit of both. I mean, I we knew like because it's an EP, it's kind of uh, less pressure than uh, a second album. So we knew that we could get a little funky, and we had all these weird songs, and we wanted to just like push it a bit and like have some fun and prepare people for anything. Basically, yeah. we wanted to just like palate cleanser kind of for everyone to be ready for whatever is next. There's a hole in the soul. That nothing can ever fill When you see the world through hungry eyes It's hard to get a thrill And I fear there's no end to my desire The flames are getting higher So I guess that's it Gonna throw it in the pit now You guys were nominated for the Polaris Prize for your last album, In Search of Lost Time. I've always been kind of curious, when you're nominated for something that's so national like that, like, do they let you know that your phone's about to blow up, like, with all these texts and things, or do you just find out with everybody else? Our manager let us know our phone was going to, phones were going to blow up. Yeah. What was the best or the weirdest thing that happened after you were nominated for that? I mean, getting to go to the gala was kind of, like, weird and sweet. Like, we've never been to a gala before, so that was really cool. The best part, like, was just finding out really felt like crossing some kind of finish line. I just felt so awesome. Yeah, like feeling accepted. Feeling and accepted. And so- Did you feel like you're kind of outsiders in uh, the Canadian music scene before that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd say outsiders, but I feel like we always say that like we don't really come from a scene. We just kind of, like we used to be in a scene, but then all our friends moved away, so we started our own scene. So it's like we'll always be kind of outside of anything because our scene is like us. And we're from like rural like small towns in Atlantic Canada. Yeah. So I think that when we say acceptance, <laughs> yeah, like, has something to do with that. Accepted in the city. My heart's torn apart. I'm so scared to make a change. 
eventually then moved over to Windsor. In the video for your song, Everybody Knows, Yeah, you guys have a very kind of epic rollerblading scene. And, <laughs> yes. and I got, I, I just need some clarification. What is the Canadian uh, obsession with rollerblading? It never died there. Because you will go over on a summer's day to the other side of the river and there's just like packed with rollerbladers in Windsor. Yeah. It's not happening over here like that. There's no one on They didn't get the memo? No. <laughs> See, that is a specifically Windsor, Ontario phenomenon. I have never seen anybody on rollerblades in Nova Scotia or New Brunswick or Quebec. But uh, Windsor, yeah, I think maybe it's because they have that lovely kind of like riverside boardwalk. And uh, we just kind of got obsessed with it because there were so many rollerblades at the thrift store there. Mm -hmm. So we just bought some... And we needed exercise. Yeah. In your lyrics, they're obviously like really funny and really tongue in cheek <laughs> and hilarious. When you guys are, are writing, when do you know it's not going to be funny? When do you know it's going to be funny? Yeah, I think that's a great question. But like we get bored really fast <laughs> or whatever. So like if we laugh about something a lot and then we're still laughing about it like two hours later. Well, sometimes if we laugh about something, we'll write a song like right there and like 10 seconds later. We don't decide like beforehand, really. It's kind of spontaneous. They usually arise out of conversation. We'll be talking and then we'll just start singing. <laughs> so the, the lyrics come first or does the music come first? Usually lyrics. The lyrics yeah. drive the music. For sure, yeah. <laughs> it's so much harder to write lyrics afterwards than before, I find. Yeah, but I mean, we're fully into experimenting yeah, with our method. <laughs> but uh, usually, yeah, and then usually Lucy makes me laugh so hard that I pee. <laughs> um, I'm admitting this on radio, but I think it's an important part of the process because that's how you know it's so you're just like, you're just defenseless against how funny it is. If she bees, it's gonna be a song. <laughs> yeah. One thing's to rock, I got a reason to live. And there's so much more that rock can give. A rock is my purpose, rock is my dream. But rock's not as simple as it may seem, cause you gotta be honest all the time. So it's gotta be true when I'm slowest to rhyme. But I don't care if it's a long way to the top. I'm gonna get there, cause rock is my rock. Rock is my rock. Rock is my rock. Rock is my rock. Rock is the rock. The guy we met in Cleveland and his brother too. Rock is the rock. I bet they tell you. And Judge says that and some on TV. A rock is the rock, as you can see. Oh, rock is the rock. Rock is the rock. Rock is the rock. Rock is the rock. I listen to rock and I stay inside. It's a warm, safe place where I hide. So when I am 50 and I'm 52, I hope I'm still rocking. I'm rocking with you guys. Rock is the rock. Rock is my rock. Rock is my rock. Rock is my rock. Cause rock is my rock. And I wouldn't want to imagine the world without rock. That's rock band partner with their song, The Pit. They talked with culture shifts Amanda LeClaire. Their critically acclaimed In Search of Lost Time album is on Spotify and other music services with a new album out next spring. 